Have you heard of the Torah coming out of Berlin? I've spent the last six years of my life studying in Bate Midrash, houses of study in New York and Jerusalem. But the Torah that's coming out of Berlin has its own unique power. Volunteers and activists, rabbis and students, the Jews of Berlin have a thirst that cannot be quenched, a curiosity that cannot be satiated. They want to learn and they want to create. The Torah of Berlin is different and strange and the whole idea can be a little uncomfortable, but it's a Torah that draws you in and makes you see your own life and your own Judaism in a whole new way. So come and learn. Welcome to Torah Curious. Welcome to Torah Curious. I'm your host, Jeremy Borvitz, and we are very lucky today to be here with Itamar Gross. Uh, welcome, Itamar. Hi, thank you very much for being here. Yeah. Um, I have to say, when I thought of this podcast, you were my ideal guest in mind. So this is a big coup d'etat for me. <laughs> and when you were talking, uh, when you were telling me about this podcast, I really wanted to be part of it. Because if you don't know Jeremy, you should know he's uh, the, one of the real tzaddikim of Berlin. So yeah, it's my yeah. pleasure to be here with you. <laughs> um, Itamar, I wonder if we could start and you could just tell us about your earliest Jewish memory. What I remember is that um, I, I used to go with my, with my father every uh, Friday evening and Shabbat to the synagogue. Wow. And um, the, the one job that I had in the synagogue was to sing at the end of the Tefillah Anim's Mirot. Wow. Which was very, very, very nice. Uh, I remember How old were you when you started doing this? Do you remember? I guess uh, I was seven or eight years old. Uh, yeah, that was that was very good. And, uh, afterwards, we sang also Enkeloeno, like a friend of mine and me, every uh, Saturday. And of course, uh, another memory just that just uh, came up um, that uh, when we went to sleep, my big sister and me, we were uh, also singing together Shmaisra with the parents. Wow, that was that was really really nice. Yeah. Wow, it's really interesting because a lot of this. Um um, a lot of these memories happen to you through song. You know, you remember the singing of the Shema and the singing of Anim Zmirot. I feel like music has been a big part of your Judaism from the beginning. Music is uh, definitely a very, very big part of my uh, spiritual uh, experience of Judaism. And next to it, um, also the family. Hmm. I think that those two, um, two things in my life uh, kept me very, very tied to the Jewish traditions and and to Judaism and also to estrange my identity. So um, yeah. definitely family and, and music. Did you used to sing in your home? Like when you would have Shabbat dinner, were you mm. singing together? Yeah, like sure, that? sure, sure. Yeah. So uh, it happened to be that uh, my, my father, he has uh, four brothers. Wow. And uh, my grandfather also, like an, uh, when everybody comes together also with the, with the kids of, of, of my, like, like my cousins, we, we were singing like for, for hours on the Shabbat table and uh, knowing all the songs and having this experience was uh, fascinating. And where did you grow up? I grew up in Vienna. Uh-huh. Uh, where there are a lot of Itamars in Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> but, but, but talking about Vienna, uh, I mean, if, if people are not from Vienna, um, one should know that um, there are not those many... Um, people that, or, or maybe I should, I should start differently. Um, how I take my Judaism is, 
Um, I'm a modern orthodox that tends to the way of open orthodox. So, mm. so this whole area of um, being very connected to the uh, orthodox Judaism, but trying to live it with the values of these days, um, it's, it's, it's not a direction that you will find too much in uh, Vienna. So you have um, a bunch of Jews that are very uh, committed, that are um, very religious on mm -hmm. the one hand, and on the other hand, you have uh, many Jews that know about Judaism. They know what's Shabbat, they know what's Hanukkah, they even would know the one or other halacha because we have a very uh, strong Jewish school there and people that don't go to Jewish schools, they would have the education in the, in the, in the community uh, with my uncle. Um, but, but you won't have this middle of the road. You won't have this going Friday evening to the synagogue and praying there with the full of your heart and Saturday evening going to a bar or even to a club. Hmm. Um, so, so talking about this, if, if there were many Itamars, I would say no. <laughs> uh, because um, they were either very religious uh -huh. or um, having the other side of the friends that know about Judaism, but um, when I would open my WhatsApp after, after Motei Shabbat, I would see all the party pictures of Friday. So, <laughs> and these were my friends. So, so I was like middle of the road. And uh, How did you end up in the middle? If there is no middle, how did you end up in the middle? Um, that's, that's a good question. I mean, um, maybe I should say that um, in my family, like until the age of 11 or 12, uh, we were all keeping Shabbat. And then everybody decided for himself or for herself uh, to go... Uh, his or her way of uh, Judaism, and so some of them stopped <laughs> keeping Shabbat, some of them stopped and then continued again to keep Shabbat, and uh, this 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 uh, circumstances where everybody took his way, but every way was also respected in the family, and uh, wow. gave me a lot of different opinions and views about uh, Judaism, and therefore a typical Shabbat dinner at uh, family gross on the table was that everybody was sharing his uh, way of understanding Judaism. Wow. And it was from, uh, there is no God, but we love the Jewish values and we should have, uh, keep them up until um, we should worship God uh, as Jewish people as the way the Halakha says. Uh, but with a lot of respect to each other and uh, with a lot of appreciation to each other. Do you appreciate how rare that is, like what you experience as a family? Because I think it's so hard, especially... I give a lot of credit to your parents because as parents to be able to hold so many multiple truths while you're raising your children, you know, I barely, I only have about 18 months experience as a parent. And e even the idea of that gives me anxiety. Oh, what if they're doing different things? Like, do you appreciate the rarity of experience? Uh, I do. I really, really do. And I do it the more I talk to people because um, my way of understanding Judaism um, is also more customized in a way that um, I, I got the basics at home and um, you, you develop for yourself and you have your own experience and then you get your, your optimized opinion or a new opinion and I know and, and I'm very, very comfortable with it. I really wow. love, love the way and we can also, uh, I would like also to share later what it is, but, but the basic for, for, for this individual uh, development was definitely given uh, to me at home, and I'm very happy about it. Let's just go there. Tell me a little bit of more about this ideology that yeah. you're, you're talking about. Sure. So um, I would describe myself uh, as an 
agnostic uh, Orthodox Jew. Wow, that's good. good. Which is, in America, we mostly just call that modern Orthodoxy. But, yeah, that's yeah, good. No, no, I'll say, I'll say it, I mean, it was, um, I, I was for some years in, uh, you know, living deeply within American modern Orthodoxy. I was at a yeshiva and everything, and um, we could talk about halakha, we could debate the intricacies of halakha, we did not talk about God very well. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, agnosticism is alive and well in many more modern Orthodox communities. But anyway, yeah. please keep going. No, no, I, and, and I say I, I, I'm not so aware of it because of the fact that in the areas where I was growing up, there was no, this. Mm. there was either you were with the kippah and it was a statement, or you didn't go with the kippah and you were um, a, a Jew with, with a strong identity, but you were not caring about uh, uh, to keep Shabbat or not. It would be yeah. nice to have a kiddush, maybe with the family, but not more than that. So I was, it, it's, it's uh, very uh, unique, I would say, mm. the, 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 the path that I've uh, chosen in the area where I was growing up. And um, so, so as I said, I, I, at, at, uh, until the, the age of 11, 12, I was definitely... Uh, uh, growing up in a, in a surroundment where, where Shabbat and Kashrut and also um, the Alachot and Judaism was, was a, um, a, a very uh, big part of my life. Um, and I remember that as a kid you don't ask too many questions, you, may, you might feel the one or other thing, but uh, I have lots of nice and beautiful memories that are uh, connected to, to, to this path. Yeah. Uh, Having the Bikat Chametz wow. uh, before before the searching Pesach. for the yeah, yeah, the searching of the Chametz where where uh, my my big sister, my small sister, wasn't at that time because uh, she's a bit younger than us, uh, than me and my big sister. But uh, going around the the, the the apartment and everything is dark, and and the parents are going with the candle and with the feather, yeah. and everybody when we, when when we find the hidden uh, bread that they yeah. do the Bikat Chametz, yeah. the whole family screams like Chametz. Yeah, so, so it's, it's huge. It's huge for yeah. a nine-year-old. It's huge to have this this experience. Uh, Friday evening Shabbatot, Purim, uh, like 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 really good, 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 good memories. Um, but but then you become bigger, right? Then you then you suddenly go to university and uh, you 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 see. And all, I should also say that uh, my my life was also very very Jewish. I was in a very Jewish bubble until the age of eighteen. Wow. I went to a. Uh, Jewish school. I went to a Jewish uh, soccer club. Um, I was I was growing up until the age of eighteen in a quite Jewish bubble, mm-hmm. meaning to go to a Jewish school, Jewish Yafo uh, uh, organization, Bnei Akiva, where I was active for many many years. I went to a, a Jewish uh, sports club. Um, so really, until the age of eighteen, I didn't have too much tight connections to non-Jews. Yeah. Um, and everything was Jewish and everything was like, you know, in, in, in school they taught us like, you have to keep Shabbat. And everything was like customized on, on this way to, 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 to stretch my identity and I'm very happy about it. Um, but then you become older and you start asking yourself bigger philosophic questions. Mm. Even before I went to university and started to go also with, uh, to have non-Jewish friends, but also with 16, 17, uh, I remember asking myself, does it make sense? And is there really a God? And... Um, I wow. decided also for myself to go to yeshiva after after uh, after the school, uh, with with the with the thinking that, okay, now now, now I'm a bit uh, confused because there are so many ways, and uh, I'll go to yeshiva and I'll see whether there is a truth, and if there is a truth, I go with it hundred percent, and if there is no truth, I'll leave it. <laughs> 
And at the end of the day, after three or four months, I didn't achieve my goal at all. I couldn't tell whether it's true or not, but I decided for myself to, to continue this path. Wow. What yeshiva did you go to? Uh, I was at Mahon Meir mm. at the beginning. It was recommended to me. Uh, it was a good start. It was nice. Uh, later on, they, they also recommended to me to go to Ma'ale Gilboa mm. uh, in the north of Israel. Uh, and that was much more my path and much more my understanding of, of yeah. Judaism. It's a special place, Ma'ale Gilboa. It's a very, very special place where, where you... I think you can ask most of the questions in every yeshiva. Yeah. What makes Ma'ale Gilboa so special is that if you ask with kind of... Um, uh, disbelief or, or with not 100% sure people in Adi Yeshivot might give you answers that you will after you get the answer believe it for 100% and there is yeah. no other other truth in Malegi Bo they will give you they will they, they will give you right if you if you they agree with you if 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 you have your skepticism yeah and that's nice that's yeah. nice that, that gave me the path doubt is really healthy I think no no but I think that's also a part of your Jewish way which is like this doubt that you have actually makes you more open. Yeah. You know, you're, it's like I, you love Yiddishkeit, you love Halakha, you like do all these things, but you have a little bit of doubt. And mm. that doubt allows you to see everybody. And, and, and this is the thing. And, and actually, uh, I, I saw it for, for, for a long time. I really saw it as a, as a bad thing that I'm not believing. I, 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 was, I was saying for many, many years, I wish I could believe for 100%. Hmm. This, this was my, and, and uh, just lately, just the last couple of months, um, I was also talking to, to very religious people that are truly believers. They are, say that there is a God. Yeah. And I remember that, um, I, I, I live, as I said, like, I can, I, I'll be the guy on the Friday evening Kabbalah Shabbat of Kaldebach that will sing every, every song of the Kabbalah with the, from the bottom of my heart and feel the feel I really like, like 100%. 100% and then without any regret um, uh, rip the toilet paper on Shabbat <laughs> because you know this is, and, 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 and I thought to myself you know what Halevai really I hoped it would be different and that I could uh, be also the, in the same spirit not to rip the toilet paper but on the other hand to be agnostic gives you kind of liberty to do things that you wouldn't do if you believed mm. um, I, I, was, I was talking to this to this very religious woman very um, believing woman and telling her uh, how much I'm jealous of her that she, she knows what's the way because she has a yeah. God she believes in God this God wants ABC and if she gets it it's good and if not the, the, the path is very very clear and she told me you shouldn't be jealous because if I do something wrong I feel so bad with wow. myself so bad with myself that I broke God's word and I don't have it yeah. I totally live in two worlds and get the best of these two worlds. Like living like a, 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 I keep Shabbat. Yeah. Uh, and, and I enjoy the Shabbat and get the spirit of Shabbat. But in the same way, I w- I'm doing things that uh, uh, religious people with the kippah would not do. Uh, clubbing or, or eating a vegetarian in a non-kosher restaurant. And it gives me really the liberty to take the, the best of both sides. Wow. Wow. I think it's amazing. I wonder, you know, you grew up in Vienna, which is this very sort of fragmented community. You have the very religious and the very secular. Um, how do you find Berlin? How is Berlin different than Vienna? How is it the same? <laughs> I, I remember checking um, the, the Mosaic Shabbat in Berlin when Shabbat ends and realized that in summer it's until 10.30. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. And I, I, I didn't know, I re- literally didn't know anything about the community in Berlin. I just knew that there is a Chabad and I looked for a flat next to Chabad in the Alexanderplatz in the east. And I said to myself, this will be tough Shabbatot until 10.30. I would not know what to do with myself. <laughs> like, I'm really, really, really afraid of it. Uh, at the end of the day, I found a very, very... First of all, if we talk about Judaism in Berlin... Uh, the first Shabbat that I actually experienced in uh, Berlin was with Base Berlin. Yeah, guys, that's true. With you guys, it was a I just, I just, I just bumped in your apartment. Uh, yeah. So, so two because we did our first ever Facebook ad <laughs> that week. The week you arrived in Berlin, we did our first Facebook ad. And, and this is literally how we met. And I saw two persons with with a heart of gold and sharing my uh, sharing my my values of, of Judaism, which mm-hmm. I didn't have before. I would argue with two sides, but suddenly I came with my opinions and they were always respected, but suddenly someone agreed with me. Mm. Like, wow, <laughs> what's going on here? That's amazing, yeah? And having Shabbat with you guys, that was like a very, very warm welcome. Remember going every, every, every Shabbat, 50 minutes to, to yeah. Judy's time, just having yeah. Shabbat with you. Yeah. That, was, that was huge. And afterwards I found another nice community uh, in the area of Prenzlauerberg, uh, Brunnenstrasse and the, the organization Morasha, yeah. which I spent a very, very nice Shabbatots. And um, I would say that my Shabbatot became, to keep Shabbat, uh, became much more easier in wow. Berlin. And that I enjoy... Why do you think that is? Because I have people that are interested in keeping Shabbat with me. Wow. Um, in, in, in Vienna, I had maximum one friend that was... I had more friends, but they stopped on the way to keep Shabbat. So it was only me and this friend, and Shabbat is also until 10 p.m. And I mean, how much can you spend time, you know, like... And, and suddenly you have here people playing the settlers together, and, and again, <laughs> the people that are not religious. The, yeah. the, the difference is, I would say the main difference between the Austrian Jews and the German Jews, or the, the people that I met in Berlin, the, the, the Viennese Jews, they, they grow up with all the knowledge about Judaism. So they know the things. They don't practice it, but they don't. They know the things, and therefore they they don't feel like keeping them all, mm-hmm. right? And and the Jews that I met here, sometimes they didn't have the knowledge, and therefore they're very interested in in learning it and also practicing it. And this is the reason why why we found each other uh, in a place where where we where we having together the Shabbat and and even when they don't keep Shabbat, some of them don't keep Shabbat. They're interested in having a nice Shabbat with, with, um, and hanging out, and it makes much more fun. How do you find this? It's very interesting because the, the, I think something really interesting that you're saying about here is that something about the, the ability to say, I don't know, um, allows more room for this middle road. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Sure. It, 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 and, and this is what I, I've learned recently, I have to admit. I was always jealous of people that could believe 100% in God. Mm-hmm. And I saw that they were not lying. They were really, really into it. And when they prayed, I, I don't think that sometimes or most of the time, I'm not sure whether there is someone who listens when I pray. Wow. I, I'm not sure. I'm, most of the time when I pray, it's like... This, 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 I, I combine it with the, with the nigunim, with the melodies. Yeah. And I do it for myself mostly. But there are really people that if they pray, they really believe that someone listens to them. I was jealous of them very, very, very much until I realized that this liberty that I have to, to, to take the best of, of two worlds, on yeah. the one hand to live my daily life, on the other hand 
to enjoy tefillah or to enjoy a Shabbat is because I'm agnostic. And this is a big value. And, and I almost think it's a part of Jewish life in this city, that Jewish life in this city is a little bit agnostic. That there's an element of Jewish life in this city that it's like, it's free, it's open. Like, maybe I don't know. Not, nothing that you don't community. think so. <laughs> I, 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 my community is a very orthodox one. But how have you found your agnosticism in that community? Ah, it's very easy. It's very, very easy. Uh, I'm also, I really like also to, to discuss with, mm-hmm. those, uh, with those really religious people because I've learned to write my life. Yeah. And I know exactly what terrets to bring, what, what issue to bring up that every, every rational guy, guy should, should have a bit of, of criticism. Yeah. And, and once we're arguing on some topic and what they're, they're trying to answer because they're representing their orthodox side, yeah. Um, I feel very strengthened in my, in my, in my opinion because um, I, I hear an answer that doesn't give me, give me, give me um, a solution. Wow. And uh, when I, maybe it's very egoistic to say, but I like my answers more that I give that I hear in this case. Not, not every time. Sometimes I say, you know what, fair enough, beautiful point, uh, take it. But um, there, there are some, and uh, we were also discussing before the podcast one. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, like, like literally five minutes before the podcast, we were arguing about yeah, the first yeah. chapter of Baba Batra. <laughs> exactly, with, with the cocktail and everything, one, one started again. But, but there are some things, um, or j- just, for, just for example, um, the, 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 um, the, the place of a woman in Judaism. Mm. Yeah, why a, why a woman can't be uh, Ed? Mm. Ed is a, a witness. A witness. Yeah. yeah. And again, even when I don't agree with it, and I, I don't agree with it, mm-hmm. but I will take it that, uh, for, for, the, for the bigger picture, mm. that I will be one of the, uh, that I will see myself in this Orthodox uh, Judaism, which I, that I very, very respect and very, very love. And therefore, I will, I will take it up with, 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 the, with the hope that uh, it will be changed one day. Wow. But um, I'm, uh, or maybe maybe this is not a, a good example because this is a very very no. But I, I think it's the best example because that's the that's one of the hardest ones. It's a, it's the hardest one. Exactly. You know, it's like it, it's like how do we reconcile like your our modern values? The world is changing. We live in a world, and you and I especially exist in a world where women have all the same rights that men do, yeah. and it seems like uh, halacha hasn't caught up. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to feel like halakha is holding us back in a certain way. Yeah. You know, we want it to allow us to grow. Um, but uh, I again think it's the beauty of your doubt. Because it's like your, your, your ability to, sit, to shrug your shoulders and be like, and I don't know, it, it gives you so much freedom. It's <laughs> yeah. liberating to you. It's liberating. It's liberating for sure. And, and, and uh, I'll say it again, that this, that, 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 uh, I understood recently Mm-hmm. I said recently that it's uh, liberating. Was there a moment that you really got it? Yeah, this is when when I was, when you spoke to that when, woman. When I yeah. spoke to the woman yeah. and she told me that if she does something that is not according to the <laughs> she's like, you know, feeling bad with yeah. herself. Yeah. And I would never have it. Yeah. I would never have it again. I I I'll be I'll be the the guy that um, I'll be the guy. Kabbalah Shabbat is for me the best example because this is the filah where very, the most feel myself. Uh, be Kabbalah Shabbat and, and the next day come without 
any bad uh, thinking to, to Musaf at, at 10.30, you know, 11 to the synagogue and not caring at all that I didn't pray Shacharit. And, wow. it's, and, and it's not, par- and it's not uh, um, how do you say? Um, it's not contradictory. It's, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, it's, I love it. You're, you, <laughs> you, are, you are presenting to us a Judaism without guilt. Which I think to most Jews is like, what do, what do you mean a Judaism? What's left then? Uh, <laughs> but I really think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, Itamar, I know you brought a piece of Torah yeah. uh, to, uh, to share with us. And I believe that we have uh, some, uh, we need a, a utensil, a, 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 an instrument. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to sing a song for us, I believe. Exactly. What's the song? Uh, the song is Yei Shalom Bechelech. Wow. With a nigun from Reb Shlomit Karavach, which is a very, very, very big role model of mine in Judaism. And um, I would like also to say some words, either before or after. Uh, what do you think? Should we play it for us? Let's or? play it and then we'll talk about okay. it. Okay, sure. say that was amazing and also for all our listeners back home yes he is single for the moment but uh, <laughs> you better move fast so um can you tell us a little bit about this song and the sure. music and i love that you just went into there it, it has a reason it has, okay, a, reason. It has a reason so um i was mentioning that um i used to go with my father every uh, friday and shabbat uh, to 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 shul 
and uh, growing up and um, try again uh, developing an own mind with own opinions and also the big question whether a god or even a Jewish god exists which is also a very big difference um, I had a hard time praying Jeremy mm -hmm. I, I, I went to synagogue and, and saw all these people like mumbling something and I said like this, this is not serious I'm sorry, like people from 2,000 years ago gave me some words that I have to say, how would they know what I feel? Like really, I had a really, really hard time uh, praying. Wow. And um, after a while I understood why it is good that uh, we have uh, one uh, prayer that every Jew around the world prays and knows. And this is uh, for the main reason, for the main Jewish reason actually. And this is that uh, people uh, will come together, gather. Beit wow. Knesset. It's not. Uh, it's in Hebrew. It's not Beit Fila. It's not the house of praying. It's the house of gathering. Yeah. Beit Knesset, and this is the most important thing uh, for us Jews to be together, to see how the other is, to 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 feel each other. Wow. And um, you can only have a Beit Knesset if uh, people speak the same language. Wow. And when I was traveling in India or Nepal, it was always fascinating me that Jews all around the world come to the same place. And never mind where they come from, which continent or which area, Ashkenazi, Sephardi, it doesn't matter. Everybody knows the lyrics and sometimes also the songs. Mm. So I decided for myself that I have to find in this, in this very, very logic thing of, of the concept that we decided to have my own path. And my own path is, uh, is through, through music, yeah. through melody. And this is why Kabbalah Shabbat is such an important prayer for me because this is the prayer where you literally sing every every song. And when I decided, when I realized, or with better saying, when I started to um, sing the melodies, I was also paying attention to the words that I'm saying. Yeah. And which is which is an like like a huge huge words. Um, I just prepared the the translation to English. Uh, may, may there be peace within your walls and serenity with, uh, within your palaces. Um, it's that what Judaism wants to give you. Yeah. Ju Judaism wants to give you um, the, the freedom of yourself. It gives you a path. It gives you a path in a, in a world with some very Chabadic right now. <laughs> no, but I actually, it, you know, it's amazing. I didn't even, you told me you were going to sing this song and I didn't even think about it. But now that we're talking, Yishalom Beheilech. In your palace, because yeah. everyone is a palace, and what we want, what is the most thing we desire? We don't desire, we not desire money or, or or happiness, or we all desire it for one thing, and this is inner peace. Wow. And Judaism gives you this path and this 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 holy sentence. Wow. I was just mumbling it like all the Jews, like no, 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 never, never paying attention mm -hmm. to it. But then Reb Shloim came, and the Baruch Hashem gave us this thing that I could consider for myself. What does it mean? And after that, it was like a completely new fila for me. And, and switching to, to, um, to the Chadodi, also a very specific line, 100%. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm saying it as an agnostic. I'm saying it, I'm, I'm saying it with, uh, from the bottom of my heart without knowing whether really God created the world in six days and rested seven days. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure about it. But, but this power that Shabbat gives you and this, this, this place that I give Shabbat in my, in my life yeah. um, is, is, is combined with the music and combined with the holiness of the day is something that no one in the world can give me. 
I, I also, I can't, I have to point out again that this is amazing because it's in the singular, not in the plural. You know? And like you're talking about, like we're all singing the same words, we're all, but we're all finding our own peace mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. We, we're not looking, I think in your words, we're not looking like we all have to have the same peace. That there's one answer that's going to work for all of us. Yeah. No, we have to find our individual that's answers, true. but we're going to sing together. I, I, I agree 100%. And yeah, it's that, that's your family's Judaism. This yeah. is the extension of your family's Judaism. We're going to sit at the table and we're each going to share our ideas and we're going to talk about it and we're going to love each other and we're going to be together and then we'll, okay, we'll go find peace in our own separate mm-hmm. ways. But we're, we're doing both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and again, um, I, I, for, for, for many of my friends in Vienna, I'm like the most religious one and they see me some kind of... of, of I don't know, like uh, if they have uh, questions about halacha or something or about about philosophic Judaism or God, they come to me. And um, when I see them, uh, when we have these discussions, I I try to explain them the value of Shabbat, which really exists. And and the same way that I'm telling or trying to explain them is, but if you don't see this value, and again, I say it as like the religious guy in the in the in the in the friends, Mm -hmm. if you don't see the value, don't keep Shabbat. And I, I, again, they're coming to me to, to get like a, a and, and I know many, many uh, more religious friends than me that would never agree. Never yeah. agree. You keep Shabbat and after you keep Shabbat, you see the value. Okay, that's not my path. If you, if you don't see the beauty of Shabbat, don't keep it because it will bring all this only stuff. If you know that all your friends are now, I don't know, like having fun and blah, 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 and you're sitting at home by yourself because you don't have something to do and you don't see the value in it, you will only suffer. Mm-hmm. But, but if you see the value of Shabbat, and it's difficult for you because of the circumstances, this is not a reason not to keep Shabbat. Wow. Don't do it because you're lazy. If you, if you think, yeah, Shabbat is quite nice, but the party is cooler, that's not the right thing. If you don't see it, don't do it. But don't, uh, don't not keep Shabbat because, because you're uh, uh, too lazy for it. Yeah. The path to inner peace is a difficult one. Yeah. But if you see the path, yeah. get on it. Yeah. Wow. Itamar, thank you so much. This was uh, beautiful. Is there anything else you want to share uh, with all your, our listeners back, back home? Um, you know what? Just just a little story. Yeah, please. Yeah, just go ahead. And, and, and I, will, I will say that uh, the story that uh, I will tell now, uh, actually the, the very religious uh, woman told me. Wow. I, was, I was mentioning before. And the story is about, uh, about uh, three Hasidic people. That are on the road. I'm not sure whether I told you, but this no, is no, no, it's good. It's good. Um, three Hasidic Jews that are on the road, and they they see the the, uh, the sunset comes, so they decide to go to this hostel on the way, and they enter the hostel and they see that the, it belonged to a Jew, not the yeah. Haredi one, not the very Hasidic one, but to a Jew that keeps you know like more than Orthodox. <laughs> 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 and and um, they see that he is 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 praying mincha. But the, the fact is that the time for Mincha expired for, for, for a couple of minutes. And they go to him and tell him, huh, what are you doing? Like, like Mincha, the time of Mincha expired. You can't, you can't pray now. What are you doing? Why are you praying? And he answers, listen, it's true. The time is not the time for Mincha. But I know about many, many Hasidic rabbis that also used to pray after, after the time of Mincha. And this is why I also pray. So the three Jews looked at him and told him, you know, that's not the, you can compare it. I mean, just uh, try to imagine uh, this, this scenario. There is this guy that comes every day home at 7 p.m. 
and at 7.15 on time, he gets one soup and one bread from his wife. And this is like the know-how for, for, for many, many years. Seven, he comes home at 7.15, he gets the soup and the bread. And one day he comes home at 7, 7.15, he, sit, he sits on, the, on, the, uh, on his chair next to the table, and nothing happens. And a half hour later, the woman comes with, with the soup and the bread. And he, told, and he tells her like, now you're coming with the soup and bread, mainly if you, if you don't come at 7.15, okay. But if you come at 7.45, I want a schnitzel, I want, I want the potatoes, I want something good, why bring me the soup? And this is the same with your prayers. If you pray at 7, if you, if you pray a bit later, you can't come with the, with the, as a push at the yid with, with, with the board soup. You have to bring a schnitzel, you have to bring something good. This is why the Rabonim could pray so late and you know. And he answered them, yes. It's true, but this scenario would only happen in a house where there is no inner peace. Hmm. If you have the freedom and the inner peace, there won't be this argue and you will be happy about the Borsu ah. as it will be at 7.15. And uh, this, is, this is the way. We have, we have, uh, as, as someone in this combines it very good, not to keep, I'm not keeping my Alakha as it should be 100%, but I do it with lots of love and lots of uh, secureness of my Jewish identity. Wow. And this is what gives me the power. It's so powerful. I just, you're, you're really in, like I've told you this many times, you're my rabbi, like you're an inspiring <laughs> person. Um, and I think uh, there's really a deep truth there that if we could all have a little more confidence in our own choices and our own Judaism, um, that it might make us fight a little bit less. Um, Itamar, thank you so much for joining us. Itamar, thank you. Jeremy, kapara alicha. Thank you so much. <laughs> Well, that's it for another episode of Torah Curious. Torah Curious is a project of Base Berlin, the home of a rabbinic couple in the heart of Berlin's Kreuzberg neighborhood. Huge thank you goes out to Itamar Gross, singer-songwriter extraordinaire. Big thanks to Rabbi Rebecca Blady for being the best boss in the world. Velvo Lutzet for the cover art. Alex Segura and Takayasuzawa for the super cool tunes. John Earl for holding the tablets together. And our friend in the Bay who made this all possible. If you'd like to know more about Base Berlin, you can check us out on Facebook. Stay tuned for another episode, which will drop in two weeks. In the meantime, keep learning and stay curious.